is DJ Mason. Um, I'm here with Ernest Green of Washed Out. You're playing with Cut Copy on your upcoming tour, which is stopping at Cat's Cradle. Will this be your first time in North Carolina? No, I believe I've done a couple shows before. But yeah, we're really excited about the Cut Copy tour. Where does the name Washed Out come from? I really don't have a very good answer for that, actually. I am an amateur photographer, and it was a word that I heard quite a bit in kind of research in the photography world, and I guess it made sense with the aesthetic I was going for, so I didn't really think too much about it. Do you consider yourself a part of the Georgia music scene? I guess so. I don't know how much background you have on my stuff, but I, I was sort of discovered while I was living in my, at my parents' house in this very small town. So within the small town, there wasn't any music scene at all. And I've kind of bounced around since then. I've only recently moved to Atlanta in the past, I guess, three or four months. So I do have a few friends that are in bands and feel somewhat connected to Atlanta now, but it's definitely sort of a new thing. Before it was, I was just kind of doing my own thing in my bedroom. Now that you're back in Atlanta, are there any bands that you are keeping your eyes on? Definitely. There's a band called Mood Rings that opened for us, did a release show July 2nd, and they were really great. The other band that opened was Gringo Star, which is some friends of mine, and they're really great as well. They're definitely worth checking out. So you had your EP High Times in 2009, and then after that you had Life of Leisure. Now that you actually have a full LP out on Sub Pop within and without, do you feel like it's changed a lot how you're making music, and what was the process like? How was it different? It was quite different. When I was writing those earlier releases, there wasn't any pressure at all because there wasn't really an audience there. That was definitely the biggest thing with this new record was just thinking about it. And at that point, too, I had kind of developed this sound of my own, and so I wanted to honor that, but at the same time kind of move things forward a bit. When I started writing, I um, used the same kind of recording setup, and later in the process kind of brought in some other elements. But I, I tried to kind of keep things as simple as possible just so there would be a connection to the previous work. But yeah, it was, all in all, it was quite different. I spent a lot more time thinking about it and this record and kind of slaving over it, really. Your new album, Within and Without, has a sensual photo of a man and woman doing the dirty on the cover. Um, is there any backstory to that? Um, yeah, it's funny. I uh, My interpretation of the image was quite different than that, and I think that's most people's... Um, that's the first thing they think about when they see it. For me, it was a little bit more innocent and maybe romantic. It was just a very intimate moment that I felt like worked in the world of the record and of my music in general. But yeah, I think most people think the provocative stuff. You mentioned that you were a photographer. Did you actually take that photo? I didn't. I found it. I look at lots of images online and print magazines and found the image while we were on tour in Australia in this kind of avant-garde photography magazine. So yeah, I was just instantly drawn to it, mainly because the look was so much different than the stuff I'd used before. I really liked the stark white. Do you feel that social media has changed the way that you've gone about releasing your music? I've only released, you know, without the internet, I doubt I would be where I'm at right now. As I was talking about before, I was writing and recording music in this small town in Georgia and had no kind of relationship with the music business at all or no network or anything. Yeah, it's certainly done wonders for me in that respect. It's hard thinking in any other way. I can't imagine like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, just even the, even the way I kind of seek out new music. I mean, it's, it's mainly always you know, these days happening, you know, via blogs or that sort of thing.
In addition to social media, do you credit having your song Feel It All Around featured as a theme to Portlandia having any part of your success? Definitely. I'd, I'd say at least every show I have people come up, coming up and saying that that's how they kind of discover my music was via the show. And yeah, it's really exciting. I was blown away really because the song that they used is just the instrumental version of the song. I guess people hear it and like it and kind of Google what it is and that sort of thing. Were you involved in the process of getting that into Portlandia at all? No, um, luckily Fred Armisen was a, a fan of Washed Out. He actually reached out to me back in 2009 just saying that he loved the tunes and I sent him a record. It was probably three or four months later he started working on the show and sent me another email and I hadn't even seen anything, any clips from the series, but it was kind of a no-brainer. I knew it would be funny and of course it is. It's really great. In 2009, LibraryJournal.com interviewed you about your graduation from library school at the University of South Carolina. At the time, you were searching for a job in information technologies and and academic libraries. Has this changed at all now that your music career has taken off? Yeah, yeah. Since around that time, I've kind of been doing this full time. And while I definitely enjoyed my time, work, I worked at the University Library in South Carolina. really enjoyed it. But it's pretty special to be able to wake up in the morning and work on music all day and talk about music. And so I've definitely gotten used to this lifestyle. And, you know, I want to keep doing it for as long as I can. Yeah, I love libraries too. Do you feel like having those degrees influences your music and does it impact the music that you're writing? I think so, maybe on a couple of different levels. I use a lot of software to write music and I definitely enjoy the sort of technology side of research and library culture. And so I guess in some ways that's related. On the other hand, like for me, music's very mindless and one of those art forms you can kind of get lost in and it's just quite different than library world. On your music, a lot of people credit Washed Out as being one of the creators of Chill Wave. What do you think about this label and do you think that it has a place in the changing landscape of indie rock? Yeah, I don't know a, a, a very accurate way to answer that. I do uh, think that the whole Chill Wave thing has helped me to stand apart from a lot of other bands maybe doing similar things and I definitely think there is a movement that's identifiable by like a handful of kind of characteristics and it's funny hearing music you know that's, that's come out of the last year or so that's sort of influenced by those sounds I think that's really interesting and I really don't have many thoughts on it more than that as a college radio station, we have independent rock blocked out from 5 in the morning to 7 p.m. And I feel like a lot of new artists, such as Washed Out or Shabazz Palaces, are kind of bending the line. Do you mm -hmm. do you feel like as an artist you are somewhat limited by what you can put in because of the genre that you're supposed to fit into? Not so much. I mean, there was definitely a sort of template that I was working with starting out with this record. But I try, and I definitely pull from a lot of different genres. But I try to kind of carve out a space for myself somewhere in between those to the point where it's not any of them. That was a, a really big idea, starting out the record. I wanted to use these different elements, but not have any of them overpower the others for it to be very balanced. Is it true that your wife, Blair Green, recently joined you on stage? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, been with us now for probably 10 or so shows, and yeah, she's doing a great job. We just got to the point where we didn't have enough hands to play uh, off the parts on stage, so she has a background in piano, so she's done great. Can you describe your typical setup at a concert? Yeah, it's, I, pl I sing and play synths. I have an iPad on stage that I kind of can control effects and that sort of thing. And drummer, a bass player, Blair plays a keyboard that's kind of a Rhodes 
keyboard sound, and then there's another guy who plays an analog synthesizer. As a final question, again, on September 27th, you were heading to Cat's Cradle with Cut Copy. If you could have any one object or person on stage with you during your Carborough show, who or what would it be? Oh, wow. We've um, actually been having uh, sax players come out on a couple tracks, and normally like a connection like Craigslist or something that I'm finding these guys and done it maybe four or five shows now and it's really great how each sax player kind of has their own style and the songs kind of will vary from night to night the vibe of the song so yeah hopefully we can get something together WKNC would like to thank Ernest Green for his time. The music you've heard during this interview is off of Washed Out's most recent LP, Within and Without. Available now at your local record store. This interview is copyright NC State Student Media. 